Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to this absolutely incredible interview. I'm so excited to bring this one to you as I speak with Lisa Jarvis. Now, Lisa is a Canadian accountant who specializes in small businesses. And I know you're going, you're excited? Accounting? What's going on? Yes. And we're talking taxes. It just keeps getting better. But listen, hold on tight because this truly is one of the most empowering interviews we have had to date. It's so incredible. Lisa is actually my personal accountant and I met her a couple years after moving back to Canada. And after being in a position where taxes and that whole conversation was really heavy and really difficult for me because I'd gotten myself into a little bit of trouble around taxes. Now it wasn't my fault, but it was my responsibility. And so now I'm really passionate about helping women to truly understand and to not be afraid of like the numbers and the taxes and all of that kind of stuff around our businesses, whether you have a bricks and mortar business or whether you have a small kind of side gig business, whatever it is, it's so impactful and so important to know your numbers and what's going on. And then also to know how to hire someone that is really good and knows what they're doing. So Lisa really is incredible. When I met her, like I said, she really had such a powerful impact on me. And I used to always say to her, Lisa, you've got to do a course. Women really need this information. And you have such a way of making it like not icky. You actually made me enjoy it and be interested. Now, not enough to do it myself, but enough to at least know what's going on. And that's super impactful. And so this interview is with Lisa. There is so much that you're going to love about this episode. Before I get into it, I also want to let you know, I'm going to put in the show notes, the link to Lisa's course, which I highly, highly recommend. Also, she has like, if you're not quite ready for that yet, and you just kind of like to get to know her a little bit more. She also has a small businesses um, checklist, which is super useful. So I will have all of those links in the show notes. All right, my friends, uh, enjoy today's episode. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You're so welcome. This is like, this is a little bit surreal, actually. (laughs) So for everyone that's listening, like I met Lisa at a time where I had the biggest fear and anxiety over taxes and people were like, Oh, taxes, this subject, like it's not very exciting. It creates a lot of anxiety for people. I know for me, like whenever I was near tax season, I would have major anxiety and sleepless nights and dread and massive procrastination around it because of it. Yet I'm one of those people that get, I did get them done every year because that's also what I'm like, but I would leave it all last minute. Um, part of it was because I had some serious trauma around it. When I was living yeah. in London, England, I'd hired someone who 
actually wasn't filing the taxes the way she said she was. And so I ended up getting these huge fines and paying so much. And she took off and I couldn't find her. And one day, and then she had all my receipts. So I couldn't even like correct it. And after like many emails and threats with lawyers, I finally, one day she had sent them with like a hundred pounds, which didn't cover anything (laughs) at all. Um, so I kind of got lucky in a sense that I could fix it, but it meant that I had some serious trauma around it. And I say, I share this story because I think our listeners, whether they've had like things as serious as I did, or they just don't like them because they're not numbers, whatever it is. Um, anyways, meeting Lisa changed that change that so much. Like Lisa, you are literally my tax angel. Like the year that you took my account on board was like the first year that I had no anxiety. I had complete trust in you, but also you really empowered me to understand the process and to not be afraid of it. And no, it didn't make me want to do my own taxes in any way, <laughs> but it, I felt empowered for knowing what was going on and not feeling so scared anymore. So I am forever grateful. And oh, I used to, I don't want to babble on, but I used so to kind like, Rosa, you just make my heart so full because that oh, is what I feel like I'm in the world to do. So you're just blessing me so much by, by sharing that experience. Thank you. Well, I, I agree with that. That is, I do agree that that's what you are intended to do here because we used to always talk and I used to be like, Lisa, you've got to do a course on this or you've got to, I, you know, I thought more of an in-person course, but online is incredible. And, and that's what you've done now to empower people. And so I just, I can't believe like, here we are doing a podcast about this very kind of thing that was a thought at one point. So it's always beautiful to watch thoughts come to life. So welcome again. And I'm so grateful to have you on. Oh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. I am a longtime listener of this podcast. So it's really fun to be (laughs) on the other side. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Tell us a little bit, because I've babbled on, tell us a bit about you and like, you know, what, (laughs) what inspired you to be an accountant? Ah, Such a good question. Oh my gosh. So my name's Lisa. I live in Vancouver, BC. I'm a CPA, CGA now. So I've, I've been in what's called public practice for a number of years, which that just means I, I'm an accountant that works with the public. So I work with small business owners um, directly and with a number of people helping them uh, do what they need from a, an accounting and tax perspective. Um, but no, I didn't always want to be an accountant. I actually started out thinking I wanted to be a teacher oh, when I was younger cool. and went through quite a number of years towards a science degree to become a, a high school teacher. And then for a number of reasons in life, I kind of came to the opinion that that might not be the right fit for me actually, after all. And so I was starting to explore other opportunities for careers and I'm from a family of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners or side hustles in my family. And I've always really admired entrepreneurs because of just how they go about like, Hey, I have this, I'm passionate about this one thing or this one service or whatever it is that their genius is. And to like, put it out into the world and share it and make a living from it. Like, it's really cool. Um, But with all of these family members, I did see that just because you have this one thing that's amazing that Mm. you can go out and sell doesn't mean you have all the other skills needed to like run a business and do all of the stuff that's required once you have a business. And 
you know, accounting was what I kind of saw as this is kind of like the backbone of every business. Like Mm -hmm. it it will help you make or break what you're doing, but it's something that most business owners struggle with. Like it's not something that comes naturally to them. And because it's something that can really make them soar or crash and burn, it's like so critical to get it together. And so that's where I was like, oh, how rewarding would it be to be able to support entrepreneurs in that way? to help them get this part of their business working really well so that they can go, go be the geniuses that they are in what they're offering to the world. Oh my goodness. That's so huge because I know, like I've seen the same thing. You go into something because you absolutely love it. It's like when I went into personal training, I knew nothing about accounting. I went into it because I had this love for helping people with their health and then tax season came up and I was like, Oh, what do you mean? I don't have just like one little slip because when you're employed, it's like one little paper that you take to your accountant and it's done, or you can do it yourself. And all of a sudden there was like this whole, and people started talking write-offs and I'm like, what? It's a word that you hear all the time, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, but really what does it mean? And it comes across as like, it sounds like it's free money or a really good thing, but it's not necessarily the full picture. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you You touched on that it really makes or breaks a business. I think this is really important, maybe for someone that's listening, that's thinking of even going into business for themselves, but this tends to be the afterthought, the, oh my gosh, we're here and now we have to deal with this rather than kind of maybe looking at that first. I don't know what, tell yeah. us a bit about that process. Well, your story is, is such a beautiful story, Rosa. And it's, I think the thing that I hear from clients so often is kind of this like guilt or shame around this side of their business. But what I like to tell people, I'm like, it's almost every entrepreneur, like right. just because you had a passion to go do this business, doesn't mean you automatically just know how to do accounting. You don't like take that off yourself. That, oh, I that love isn't that. something you should expect of yourself. Um, because how, unless you've actually spent a little bit of time to learn the paradigm and to learn the skills, why would you just know it? Oh my goodness. Would it, right. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> no, but it's huge. And it, it does is. seem to be, this seems to be an area of business that brings up a lot of emotion, right? Right. Um, so whether it's avoidance because people find it so uncomfortable or again, like lying awake at night, like I'm so sad when I hear people lie yeah. awake about taxes because it's like life is too important to be worrying about taxes. Like, yes, <laughs> we, we do need to make sure we have a system to capture the data so we can file it, but we can build that pretty easily. You just right. need someone to help you who knows what to do. And then it's built. And then you just go back to doing your awesome business, right? Like, yeah what you have to offer the world is too important to be caught up in like fear or shame or worry or stress, right? We want to just get it settled. But in the beginning, there's a lot to navigate, right? There's the government expects a lot of us as business owners that things that we need to do. Um, So, you know, that's why I built a course was to be like, okay, instead of you trying to navigate all of this stuff or hire someone, which can really add up quickly, like, I've had people hire me for a year, for an hour or two to go through stuff. We can only get so far in the time and it adds up fast when you're trying to hire lawyers and accountants. So to have something that kind of pulls it all together for business owners to come and go through and learn what they need. But more than that, and back to your question, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Most people come because they need to file a tax return and that 
is kind of this external force that, oh, I got to get this together. But what I like to tell people is like, yeah, that's important and we need to do it, but that's not the, that's not the real gift here. That's for you. The reality is, is this part of your business will provide amazing information to you as a business owner. Right. And it can be a tool to help you actually achieve the goals, right? So we all have different reasons we've gone into business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people have, you know, revenue goals. They want to make a certain amount of money. Sometimes people have like freedom goals around yeah. time and wanting to, you know, work a certain number of hours and still fund their lifestyle, or they want to be able to travel. Um, they don't want to be tied to a certain time or place. Um, sometimes people have impact goals. Like they really want to accomplish something in the world that they see as needed. Whatever your goals are, having an accounting system built that will track certain data points for you, it's going to help you achieve those goals because it's going to give you information about what's working, what's not working, and where to put your energies as a business owner to accomplish your goals, which is way more important than taxes, right? Like this is about us actually achieving in business what we want. Exactly. But that's never been explained to us. And I remember, you know, you talk about, um, then like, not just the filing of the taxes. Like I remember that was one of the things that I wanted to, I actually wanted to learn because I knew that part of my avoidance was just the lack of knowledge and understanding. And that's where fear comes from is when you don't know, not only do you not know what you're doing, but you don't even know where to go to get the information because the reality is most accountants will not sit with you and explain the little things. One, the little things are kind of they're kind of beyond that. They, they don't think in that way anymore. You know, when something becomes so easy for you that you forget to explain it, I think that's part of it Two, They're so busy at tax season. They don't have time. And three, it's not, it's just not an interest when they have so many other accounts that they could just get through really quickly rather than taking the time to teach you. And that was the difference that when I found you, like I couldn't, and I remember the fear of Lisa, I was like, oh my gosh, how much is is this going to cost me? Because she's like teaching me this. And I was like, so afraid of that, (laughs) like, because you don't have a lot of money at the beginning or or most, most entrepreneurs don't, they're putting it all back into their business. And so that was like, that was such a gift to have that. And that's when I was like, oh gosh, you got to put this in a course because no one is empowering people in this way. And and to know that you can have that much anxiety and stress taken off and feel so good about it. Like it, it's incredible. So I think that's a big part of the problem is it's hard to know where to go. Now people know they can come to you and to look at this course. Um, but there isn't a lot of, I could be wrong, but I don't think that there's a lot of options. No, I hear this a lot and it does make me sad that my industry is failing kind of the, the small business community or the entrepreneur community in this way. Cause I hear it a lot, right? People, mm. they want, to do this um and they just are struggling to access what they need in a way that makes them feel good like like nobody wants to be shamed or belittled or spoken down to right like like the reality is unfortunately my industry does have a little bit of a reputation for um for that kind of tone which is which is too bad because like I said why would any of us expect that entrepreneurs are just going to know this stuff? They, like, it's not a fair expectation. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's interesting because, you know, I'm thinking back to, and I've spoken about this event before I once went to this, it was just like the biggest um, gathering of entrepreneurs in Western Canada. It was in Vancouver and I thought it was incredible. And I was at this table with all these like incredible women that were running their own businesses and they all seemed so powerful to me, like in a beautiful way. And, yeah. 
just following their passion. And then when we started having real conversations, the one thing in common was this, a real fear around financial literacy, really wanting to be financially literate and having no clue how to go about it. All of them, no matter how successful they were or appeared to be or whatever it was, um, that really, like, I remember walking away and thinking one, it was kind of good. Cause I didn't feel alone. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah. nice, which is but important too. I realized it was a huge need that no one was really tapping into. Have you seen like a difference between like men and women in terms of this area? Do you have more women than men that join your courses? Or do you think there's a reason for it just in that, um, women have this desire, like, you know, we're kind of open to learning and open to seeking that stuff out. So I, I don't, I don't know. What have you seen in terms of like specifically how this has impacted women? Yeah. Great question. Um, I mean, I think I see both men and women struggle with it, to be honest, but it does seem like maybe women are more shy to ask questions or to reach out and get the help that they need. Like there seems to be an extra level of just negativity towards not knowing it as opposed to like we're so hard men don't seem to shame themselves as much when they don't know something they just go and yeah. get help getting the answers where it does it does seem like a lot of women you know we feel like we should be perfect in every way yeah <laughs> which is yeah it's something maybe our culture a beautiful gift we get but um but yeah, I have had more women take my course, but I've had men and women take the right. course. Um, one of the things I love about female business owners, though, is there yeah. seems to be a lot more camaraderie and community and like, let's support each other, like kind of this yes. beautiful sisterhood of like, hey, you're good at this and you're good at that. And, and let's like share our resources and support each other on the journey. I really, really love that. And I did see that even in our last round of the course, I, a couple of our, our female business owners that like buddied up and I could see them oh, like amazing. sending notes to each other and like encouraging each other. And I think that they were getting together even outside of the course to like amazing encourage each other on their entrepreneurial journey, which to me, anything I've done, cause I do business training as well. And that's yeah. one of my favorite parts is always like meeting other entrepreneurs on the journey and like learning from each other, encouraging each other. It just makes it more fun. It does. And you're right. Like this whole thing of women supporting women in business is it's, that's been my experience too. It's been so positive and so wonderful. And, um, once we kind of get past that, that barrier of, like you said, that shame, there, there is that barrier of shame that we have, but once we kind of open up about that, it actually really empowers us. And then we're, and then you can't stop us from talking about it going, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe I didn't know that. Or I'm so glad I know this now. Like we become, once we kind of crack that, that code or that seal, like then, then it's amazing. Cause then I, I believe that women just fly once we kind of get over that and realize it's not our faults. Like we just, you don't know what you don't know, but yeah, we can be so hard on ourselves. It's, incredible. I so love that you keep saying the word empowered because that really is like the word that drives me and inspires me is, is how to empower entrepreneurs. Because like I said, they're people who just have just beautiful brilliance yeah. to bring into the world. And so anything that's hindering them or holding them back, like let's unencumber yeah. you so that you can just fly. Is there like an area that you would say like one pe once people are like, okay, I'm totally opening to learning and really kind of, you know, 
building this backbone of my business, um, stronger and more clear. And I really want to understand it. Has there been like a trend of certain areas that people tend to be weak, weaker in, or, um, is it kind of a little bit all over the place? Well, some of the most interesting discussions we had the last time we ran the course was all around pricing. Cause oh. I have a whole week that's about cash flow and profitability. I feel like that's the base bone for every business. Um, oh, the number one reason businesses go out of business in Canada is cash flow issues. Um, and then right behind it is profitability, knowing that you actually are profitable. You actually are making not only the money, but the money you want to make it all feel worth it. Right. Um, so we do spend a fair bit of time kind of looking at okay, what are the levers in our business that we can pull to kind of play around with these right. things. Um, and yeah, we had some really fun conversations on, because we do live calls as part of my course, people call in so that they can ask I questions. It's really fun. And the, and the week that we were doing the cash flow and, and profitability piece, yeah, we, it was just some really fun conversations about pricing and like really trying to figure out, um, you know, how to, how to price their goods or services yeah. so that they were, they were getting the benefit they were looking for. So those are always really fun conversations. Those are some of my favorite Amazing. conversations. I'm kind of curious, do most underprice or do most, or do many overprice? Oh, almost everyone underprices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen yeah. that too. Particularly think- with services with goods, you have a little right. bit of a build up from what you're investing. And right. so sometimes it can be easier to price a good. Although that said, I had a client, um, last year that they were, they were like a little restaurant, our cafe. So yeah. they had a whole bunch of different, you know, food items that they were selling. And I, we did ask, we did kind of dive into the profitability and they had kind of been tracking by category, different things. So they kind of knew, oh yeah, on the sandwiches, we do this. And on the smoothies, I do this. I'm like, yeah, but the recipes aren't the same for each item. Right. So right. like one of the things we dove into was teasing out their uh, smoothie recipes and it, like they were pretty different from smoothie to smoothie what was going in for like nut right. milks and different bases and stuff and with produce some things are cheap and some things are really expensive right, right? and so we realized when we when we actually did that analysis that like two of their recipes they were making a really healthy return on one of them it was like a couple pennies Wow. They were selling it more than it was costing them to make. So that was even with, without considering like the person who was making right. it and the fact that they're, you know, they have rent and all these other things. So like really kind of good information can yeah. come out of doing that analysis to make sure that, well, let's double down on selling the two that make a really right. healthy return. And maybe let's take this other one off the menu because right. um, now it might not be the only reason you sell something, but I think it's really important to have that information to help you make good decisions. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, a perfect example is there was a side hustle that, you know, I was involved in for 13 and a half years and I earned okay, like uh, maybe close to a part-time income on it. But after 13 and a half years, I felt like I needed to be earning a lot more than that. So the the joy of something like, even though it's not all about money, if you're not making money out of it, the joy will dwindle. <laughs> like yes. you really need to find a, this healthy balance of both and know that it's okay. And it's interesting. I just went on a walk and I was having a chat with this young girl. There was quite a few of us that went and she was the daughter of a friend. And I was talking to her about doing some tutoring because parents out there really need tutors right now. And 
she was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I was like, yeah, tutors are charging $50. And she's like, oh, I would only charge 20. I'm like, why? <laughs> I go, yeah. Um, how about we start at 30, 35? And she's like, oh, 30. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like you realize at such a young age that this is there with women. Like a guy, like would have been like 50 bucks, man. <laughs> no well, less, no more, no shame, no like nothing. Yeah. This is one of the, I think the gifts entrepreneurship gives us though, is to help us like identify our stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do find money, accounting, tax, systems, like this stuff tends to have an emotional reaction in the body, Mm -hmm. but why it's just numbers. It can't, it can't hurt us. right? Right. But it's because it's rubbing up against some of these things. So yeah, worthiness is a big thing, right? right. And, and pricing absolutely will push on that button if you haven't done some worthiness yes. work. Um, so, th- I mean, that is something that my course, we do touch on as we well, on just because I don't know how to not go through this journey without us acknowledging that it's going that. to bring up stuff. So let's use that as a beautiful opportunity yeah. to do some <sighs> healing and yes, to- this course is remarkable. I love it. I love it so much. Would you say, cause for me, this is my personal. So I'm just asking this, um, sharing this personal experience. I think when I came to you, my biggest thing was I have no idea what to write off. Mm. I don't know how this works. I, I have, you know, Lisa, the box of receipts and they're like yeah. all different sizes. And now they're like also in emails and like all yes. over the place and yes. accounts that like you have to log into and they're like just everywhere. And I remember I just felt so overwhelmed and scrambled. Like, would you say next to the pricing? Is that another guess? I'm guessing, is that another category that people struggle in? Of course we spend time on that for sure. Cause I think that's almost any entrepreneur I've met. That's their number one question is what can I write off? Yeah. Right. And finding that balance of, and I really feel passionate about anything that's legitimate business expense. We are going to write that off because yeah. like, I am passionate that nobody should pay less tax than they are in our country, but you also shouldn't pay more. Right. right. So it's getting really clear on what you are entitled to as a business owner to write off. And But also, again, it's not just about knowing the rules. It's how do we make this, how do we build a system to seamlessly kind of capture all of this in the background so that it's not you spending hours and hours and hours and hours stifling through a package of paper receipts and putting them, right? Like, let's let's build a system that will just kind of go along behind you and just capture all of this. And it's ready to go. And again, yes, so that when you come to file that tax return, it's like easy. But right. more than that, because it's really a valuable data for you to know, You've been right? Like it. to actually know what you're making in your business yeah. is important. Um, I remember getting to the year end of my year because that's what I would do before is I wouldn't do it throughout the year because I didn't have a system like this system, like your course is already worth it just for the system, like period. Like that's just, that's just a no brainer. But I remember getting to the end of the year and going, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe how much I had spent on marketing yeah. Without getting anything back in return or very little. And, and I realized like it was going into the wrong types of marketing. And I, I just didn't realize it until it was like in black and white in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, like, yeah, great. I could write it off, <laughs> but that's not what I wanted to Before do. Were you getting money. a return on it? Yeah. 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 No, I think that's huge. Yeah, for super, sure. Super empowering. Why do you think it's like important you know, yeah, we could just hand over this to, we could just get a bookkeeper 
and we could just get a good accountant and they could do a great job for us. And we could go through life very, you know, I guess, stress-free, <laughs> but why is it important for us to actually still have some level of understanding, even if we're not going to do our own accounting, because we don't want to deal with the receipts or we don't want to do our own taxes. Like that's fine. That's why we have people like you to help us to do those things. But why is it important for us to like, understand the numbers? I'm so happy you were asking me this question. <laughs> uh, Cause this is something I hear from entrepreneurs quite regularly, right? It's like, Oh, I'm not good at numbers. I just want to hire someone to do it all for yeah. me or like, I'm not good at this. Right. So there's a couple of things. <laughs> and one, I do want to say, yeah, I am really pro outsourcing, especially as you grow in business, like as yeah. an owner, you want to be putting the majority of your time into truly what you're best at and what's right. going to generate the, the biggest gains right. for your business. So yeah, like hiring someone to help you with data entry and records retention and preparing tax <laughs> returns and filing them, that's good choice, right? That yeah. make, that often makes a lot of sense. Which you could write um, off. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Of course. Um, but while you can outsource a lot of those tasks, you can't outsource the responsibility that they are being done mm -hmm. and that they're being done correctly. And your story at the top of the podcast really kind of highlighted this, that, yeah. and I'm so sorry this happened to you. And unfortunately, you're not the only business owner that has come to me who's had a story like that, where they right. are in a really uncomfortable, unfortunate situation with, with CRA or the tax authorities because they did hire someone who did either didn't know what they were doing or they didn't execute properly. Yeah. And, you know, there are some avenues and things we can do to, to support people who've been through that situation to get you some relief. Um, there is a, you know, a voluntary disclosures program that you can submit under if, if mistakes have been made and you can get things cleaned up. However, um, whether or not we can actually get penalties and interest waived, you have to have a really valid reason for right. why they should waive them. And hiring somebody who didn't know what they're doing is not something CRA is going to say is a good enough reason, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I they say expect... it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility no. in the yes. end. So it doesn't yes. matter if it's your fault or not. It's yes. And that's, yeah. and so that's where I tell people, I'm like, you need to have enough understanding so that you can hire competent people and be oh. sure that what they're doing yeah. is good. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I agree, it doesn't always feel fair, but that is the standard that is currently in right. our business environment is, is you are responsible to make sure right. that's being done right. So you do want to have a certain level that you can feel um, like you know how to hire someone and be confident that what they're doing is good. Um, and then again, what we talked about before, it's like, cause it's not just about tax filing. It's like, there's really important data in there for you as a business owner, again, to make great decisions in your business. Right. So you need that information. You need to be able to read a financial statement and understand yeah. what it's telling you. Um, you need to kind of be able to decide, okay, these are the goals I have for my business. These are the metrics I need to track. And I need to look at them once a month or once a quarter or whatever you decide you need right. to do and actually do it and know how to interpret that data so that you can make those good decisions and actually achieve your goals. Right. So what are like, if you're, if someone's like just moved somewhere and they need a new accountant like me, sadly, cause my accountant's saving the world, <laughs> just joking. What are some like good questions that you can ask someone that you're about to hire? Say you've done the course, mm -hmm. you, you have your system, you feel empowered, but you're still a little nervous about actually hiring someone to someone that is going to be competent to do the work. Are there things to look for? 
I think the number one thing is that you feel comfortable talking to them, right? Like yeah. when you explain the the situation where, yeah. you know, you didn't even feel comfortable asking questions, like don't work with someone that you feel like that after you've talked to them, right? Yeah. It's so important that you feel like you're on a level field and that you can ask what you need to ask and that they're going to spend the time that you need to feel confident. Right. And I mean, certainly working with all types of business owners and entrepreneurs over the years, there's quite a spectrum on what people there feel is. like they need yeah. and want. There's right. also quite an spectrum about bookkeepers and accountants on, on personality, right? So right. find someone that you really jive with. Um, that's really important. And then I, it's always great to get referrals, right? Right. Absolutely. That's a great one. Yeah. Because particularly, and, and if you don't have anyone in your life that has a similar business to you to ask, or nobody seems to have one they like, yeah. You can, you can ask accountants and bookkeepers you're looking to hire for referrals from someone who's oh, similar to you, right? Okay. Because right. there are a lot of different types of businesses. Not every accountant or bookkeeper can work with all of them, right? right? People have different niches. So to find someone that's a little bit more specialized or focused on what you do and how right. you work. That's um, such a point. That's what I felt about you. Like you were working, you really loved working with entrepreneurs and I could mm-hmm. feel that. And so that made sense for me to go to you. So yeah, go out and kind of look, maybe ask for referrals of people that are doing what you do. That's a, that's great advice rather than like, you know, Oh, my brother-in-law has a great accountant yet. My brother-in-law has like, you know, he's running, I don't know, three businesses doing whatever. And I'm running a side hustle, right? Like maybe yeah, accountant different the different needs. So yeah. Amazing. But yeah. At the end of the day, it's about someone that you feel like they are going to give you the time yeah. that you need. Amazing advice. I love that. Thank you. Okay. Tell me, share some like aha moments that of people that have taken your course and they now feel like they're empowered, they're in control. They're no longer dreading the taxes. (laughs) What are some, what are some like, yeah, some aha moments that they've had? I'd love to hear them. Well, one of the best testimonials I got from my last crew, she was so sweet because she said, yeah, I came to this course because I, I needed to learn about tax compliance. Like I knew I didn't have my stuff together. I needed to kind of understand what was required of me and kind of get my stuff organized. Like, but I came away with way more than that. And I, I just love what she had to say because she was very sweet and said that I made it seem, you know, something that she was, she actually said she was terrified of accounting and taxes coming in. And she said, you made it seem manageable, engaging and accessible. So that was beautiful to hear from her but more than that what a great word but more than that she said she left like she had confidence around her bookkeeping and her Mm -hmm. accounting and um she actually posted in our group she came up with her own little checklist of the things she was going to do every month and and that included like some of these cash flow metrics and I these things that were brand new to her at the beginning but she was excited to like build this into her kind of monthly quarterly um flow as a business owner and it just really blessed my heart because that really ultimately is what's most important to me. It, it really is that name of the course. It's taking yeah. someone who's feeling overwhelmed, someone who's feeling confused or not sure where to get help or like, oh, I know this is important, but I just don't like this part of my business yeah. to that empowered yeah. place. They're like, no, this is my business. I am the CEO and yeah. I am the boss and I know what I need to track and I'm tracking it. And I'm going to achieve my goals with, with this additional information. And how fun, like, I think how exciting when you're tracking your business 
And even say you have had a month where it wasn't as good as you thought, like that's super empowering because now you know what to do the following month because the evidence Mm -hmm. is there and you're like, oh my gosh, okay. So glad I caught this in February and not in December, (laughs) right? When you're like, why didn't it work? Whereas you could have caught caught this, the tiniest, slightest little thing that actually you could, could have propelled your business forward rather than hindered you. And I think that's so, that could be really fun. I think it's fun. I like, I mean, I don't like to promise it's going to be fun, but (laughs) what I tell people is like, take, take these few weeks of time to invest in learning this stuff and building your system. Once you have it, it's done. It's now it's going to support you forever. There's still going to be tasks you have to do, but the reality is like you said, you go the whole year, you have to still spend the time anyways to get it ready for taxes. Why not do it at the front so that you can get that data for you? What matters to you? Yeah. Incredible. Um, tell us a little bit more about your course. Like how long is it? What are, you don't have to tell us every like little detail of all the units or anything, but kind of what's the length of time? What is the type of commitment? Cause you kind of dropped in that there's live calls, which I love that there's a real personal element to this. Cause so many courses nowadays are like, they're just automated and evergreen. And I, I think there's like a place for those things too. I'm not saying that there isn't, but when it's something like this and you're actually dealing with people's like big emotions, I love that you have this as an option. And maybe down the road, you'll have an evergreen part of it for people who do well with that as well. But like right now, I love that you have this personal element. Well, thank you so much. So it's in total to six week course. It's like four weeks of actual material, which there's videos that you watch on your own time. And then I have different implementation activities. So you can like actually wrestle with the information, not just listen to somebody talk, but actually like interact with it and figure out how to apply it. Um, and you know, I lots of resources in there too, for people so that they can take that and just use it in their business. Um, but then we've added an additional two implementation weeks, just because I think we, there's like the time to learn and there's the time to really implement it and making sure there's that support for you while you're going through that so that you can be successful and getting it set up. Because really at the end of the six weeks, I want people to walk away and have it be done. Right. So they're still going to have their system to like check in and look at things, but they're kind of done with the setup, but the system is working for them. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, we have weekly calls where I call them office hours. Uh, you just, it's just a zoom call people calling. You can ask anything. You can ask how the material applies to you. But really, I tell them any question you have for an accountant, we will talk about it. It's fine. Um, And then we also have a Facebook group so that there's that opportunity for networking and kind of connecting with other um, other entrepreneurs, because I want to see people building those relationships. Like I said before, it's like one of my favorite parts of amazing. I love that at the end of the six weeks, like you're good, like you're ready to go. You've got the system like that's that's incredible. That's huge. In six weeks, in six weeks, you can go from like not feeling like, you know, anything to feeling really great about it. I'm just trying not to use the word empowered again, because I've used it so many times. (laughs) Uh, Me too. It's like, I try not to use it too, but but that's what I want people to feel. (laughs) So just because we have, we do have people um, listening to this podcast from different parts of the world. Is this specifically for Canadians or is it somewhat, is it something that someone maybe in the U S or even in the UK 
would still get value of it? Or for right now, are you focusing on Canadian entrepreneurs? It's specifically for Canadians because we go so deep into tax, but I do have relationships with other course creators in other places. Oh, Um, amazing. The same thing in other places. So if someone is looking for something, by all means, reach out. And I very likely have a referral for you. Okay. That's incredible. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, that makes me excited. I just wanted to make sure, cause we also have a lot of people that are, that have more like side hustles, like that they're working from home. It's, um, just like an online business that they're running. Is this something that's important for them as well, as opposed to maybe having employees or, or just like a more, I guess a business that's more full-time, like if someone has like this little part-time side hustle, is this, is this applicable to them as well? I would say yes. I mean, I really tried to build the course so that it would support kind of that base level build for any business. Cool. So the person who's going to get the most out of it is someone that's probably kind of one year in and knows that they have a lot to navigate. But okay. that said, I have had someone in the course who didn't even have a business yet. They were just um, had an idea for one and they wanted to be equipped. And I thought that was beautiful because they're set up to, to do great things. I also had someone who'd been in business for a lot of years, but who just really had never put attention onto this part of their business. And they were ready to feel like they knew what was required of them. So I think the key point of whether it's for you or not is, you know, the things we've been talking about is this calling out to you? Is this something that you're feeling like, no, this is an area of my business that I'm not confident in and I'm not comfortable with. And I would like to be. Okay. Super cool. Oh, Lisa, I'm loving this so much. Okay. So I have one more question that I'm going to ask you and then, um, about, about this topic. And then I have two questions that I ask everyone that comes onto the podcast. Mm-hmm. So those will be after, but mm-hmm. as the last thing, can you just tell us where can listeners go in order to take more action? I also know that you have like, um, like a, for like something, a gift that you give people as well online. So maybe can you talk to us about that? And we'll oh, put everything absolutely. in the show notes too. So yeah, let's put it in the show notes because I have I do driving. have a link for a freebie. So it basically cool. any business owner would probably benefit from the freebie. So you can absolutely go grab it. We'll put the link in the show notes. Um, you can also join my email list there. What's the freebie? Um, so I I have two. So one cool. is a checklist for small business owners just to. This is the one I think would benefit anyone. Oh, nice. Um, just things that you should be doing like on a monthly, quarterly basis, just yeah. to keep yourself in a financial healthy oh, place. We all have a good checklist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get it right away. And then the other one, it's for someone who's really just starting out and, or even just thinking about starting a business. It's kind of the things you need to do right at the beginning to kind of get off on the right foot. Amazing. Wish I'd had that. <laughs> That's very well, cool. Never okay. too so late. It's what is never you- <laughs> too late. We all, we are all where we are. We're yeah. never in the wrong spot. We just keep moving forward. What is your, do you um, have a website? Yes, I do have a website for the course that I'd love to share in the show notes. It's, it's the name yeah. of the course. It's uh, from overwhelmed to empowered, but we'll share okay. it below. Yeah, we'll share it below. And for people sure. can get all the details there. You can also join my email list there as okay. well. If you're interested, my email list, I don't do a lot of emails. I'm not like spammy at all, but I do like to periodically (laughs) send out just tips and tricks and encouragements uh, for people. Amazing. Cool. Okay. Here's the questions I ask everyone. What is something you you've heard or read that changed everything for you? Like those moments that we have? Oh my gosh. I love this question. Um, I mean, I feel like there's been a lot of them over life, but Mm. the thing that's just coming up for me is actually 
in a really pivotal time in my life, like just after high school, so like 17, 18, there was two books I read that summer that I like, I still come back to them all of these years later. They were, they were so significant. So one was uh, Jared Diamond's Gun, Germs and Steel, which is quite a beefy book. It was really interesting read though, where he talks about, you know, why different parts of the world developed the way that they did. But my takeaway from it really was to recognize how much of our life is like opportunities around us that we can't necessarily control the opportunities we can absolutely control how we respond to the opportunities, Mm. but it really kind of gave me an appreciation and understanding for how fortunate and blessed I am with the opportunities I have growing up in Canada in the 20th century and just realizing how to be so grateful for what has been put in front of me. And then to be cognizant of, okay, how can I pay that for? How can I share opportunities with others that might have them, which I think is so critical. Like if we all live that way in the world, the world is going to be more beautiful. And then the second book was uh, Philip Yancey, What's So Amazing About Grace, Mm. where he just really breaks down the the life-changing power of grace. And I think I'd really, I have very lovely parents, but I'd really grown up with this. I like the way that I would talk to myself wasn't very nice Um, and just really push, push, push and and self-discipline and all these things. And just realizing that what actually changes the world is love, kindness, mm. and grace. And I think it, like I, I said, it that. still impacts me to say in how I parent and how I like motivate my children and care for my children and how I relate to employees and clients and staff and friends uh. and everything, right? It's just thinking about, you know, leading first with love and compassion. It's what makes the difference. Yeah, I fully agree. And I would say that's exactly how you are living your life and how you're putting your business and your gifts out into the world. I just wrote that down because I want to read that one for sure. Ah, <laughs> okay. Last it's question. an oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> last question. What does living life by design mean to you? I love this question so much. I have to say, I remember when you first started kind of putting that statement out there, life by design. And I was so inspired by it. It's like, Oh, I love that. I think it's really living on purpose or like living awake. Mm, Like it's, it's taking that time to kind of do that inner work and figure out what does actually matter to me. Cause it's so easy to just fall into the flow of life and just all of those external expectations and just what everyone else is doing. And it's like, no, wait a minute. I only get one beautiful and precious life. Like what matters to me? What do I want to put out into the world? What do I want to experience? What do I want to share and make sure you're doing it, you know, and living it. Oh, Lisa, this has been so much fun. (laughs) I still feel like we manifested this podcast episode (laughs) over the last Oh, And I so appreciate your encouragement over the time. It's been such a joy working with you. Same, same. Thank you so much for your time. I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, Rosa. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learn something new if you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. 
I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.